Welcome to Walters Kluwer's Audit Talks podcast series, brought to you by CCH Incorporated, where we hear firsthand from audit insiders on the latest trends, news, and technologies designed to help you transform and elevate your audit and advisory practice. Hi, I'm Kathy Rowe. I'm the Director of Technology Product Management here for our audit portfolio at Walters Kluwer. And my guest today is Jim Boomer. He is the CEO with Boomer Consulting. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us today, Jim. Well, thank you for having me and thank you to everyone out there for joining us here. Yeah. So today, as Amy suggested, we are going to be um, talking about a talent reboot and really what that means in terms of the profession. So, Jim, let's first drill into, um, you know, what does Boomer Consulting, how do you work with the firms and and can you share a little bit about what are the top issues and trends facing firms? You bet, you bet. Well, so we work with the the mid to large size CPA firms really in five critical areas of success. So leadership, talent, technology, process, and growth. Um, and really these all start to intersect, but I'm gonna highlight just a couple of trends in, in each of those five areas to kick us off here. So if you look at leadership, you know, the first thing I'd say is growth mindset. Uh, it's always been important um, to the success of the firm to maintain a growth mindset, uh, but it's really been highlighted through leading through 2020. Um, it's never been more evident. The second thing I'd say is succession. Historically, firms have really looked at top level leadership in terms of succession, but you know, this year um, and even prior to 2020, firms were starting to think about this at all levels and all functional areas throughout the firm. So sort of looking at the next person up mentality rather than just top level succession planning. In the in the realm of technology, there's a lot <laughs> that has happened and, and a lot that has come on the scene in our profession in 2020, but the two I'll point out, intelligent automation, um, Firms aren't necessarily waiting for the robots to come. They're starting to build their own bots. Uh, they're focusing on that low hanging fruit, the repetitive, tedious stuff that takes a lot of time. Um, probably the biggest challenge is identifying the business use cases to get started, not necessarily the technology being the impediment. Um, and then data, data strategy and culture. Firms have always had a ton of data at their fingertips. Um, but I think they're now recognizing the value of turning that into insights and actionable information for their clients. On the process side, uh, we do a lot of work in terms of process improvement, but what we're seeing is an integration between technology improvement and process improvement. You really can't look at one without the other. They're just intertwined so much. And I think firms are taking process improvement more seriously. So taking a, a more strategic approach uh, to it, assigning a champion who has the, the political capital and the authority to make things actually change and help lead the firm through those changes. Um, in the area of growth, a formal BD process, um, you know, firms are starting to get serious around business development and they're implementing formal processes that include sales phases and a, and a common business development language to help fuel this growth. The other thing in growth is digital marketing and, and digital content. I mean, in throughout 
this year we've really been been forced in many ways to think creatively of how to get in front of clients and prospects. So whether that's webinars, white papers, our involvement on social media, that's been critical when the face-to-face -face contact's been limited. I kind of saved talent towards the last because that's the, really the focus this morning here. Um, but the two big things, I think obviously distributed workforce, that's challenged us to manage differently, communicate differently, um, you know, a lot of firms adopting technologies like Microsoft Teams to stay collaborating. Um, but we have to recognize this is not probably a blip on the radar. We're, we're not going back to the way it was. We're sure we'll have some people come back to the office, but I think we need to, to be focusing on improving our, our remote work policies and capabilities as we move forward. And then the last thing I'll say is collaborative intelligence. Um, you know, much like the intersection of technology and process and the talent area, humans plus technology is really creating a winning combination. So getting into or, or leveraging technologies to provide things like self-service and automation has been a real, real key for a lot of firms. So that's a lot, but I kind of brought it down to two in each of those areas. Yeah, no, that that's great. And with the pandemic this past year, have you have you seen any one of these areas be kind of more important for a firm to focus on uh, than another? How has the landscape really shifted? You know, with the pandemic, I think the the main things have been that remote work. I mean, for a lot of firms that had had invested in the technology systems to allow work anytime, anywhere. Um, it was relatively smooth to move to that, but it did highlight the importance of being prepared and not being tied to any particular space. That's on the technology side. I think it also highlighted that we need to be more intentional about connecting our team together, just con communicating, having a regular cadence of, of check-ins um, has been very important. Uh, for firms to keep people engaged um, and keep people productive and feeling like they're they're part of the team. Yeah, I, th I think that's definitely key. How can you work in different parts of the world yet feel like you're still together and part of a team is is really key to being able to move anything forward. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, about talent. Um, what is really important to consider with respect to um, hiring new talent, uh, retaining talent, and even talent development um, to both today as well as moving into the future, given these five different trends? Well, you know, the reality is many firms haven't haven't stopped hiring during this. Um, sure, what gets the headlines is is talent going out the door. Um, and layoffs, but part of that's natural, especially in the large firms, that's natural life cycle of, of what goes on. And so you bring in new talent and in this current environment, that means that you have to interview, hire and onboard people in a completely remote environment. And that, that's been a challenge, but I think it's because it's so different than in person, it's also been a silver lining. Um, because in many firms, we've heard that the virtual onboarding process has been smoother and better than it was before. Now, why would that be? I think it's because it was so different. It required us to really 
think deeply about the steps that were going to take place to give a quality um, impression and a quality experience for those people just coming into our organization. And so my hope is, is that we'll continue to um, apply those best practices and that thinking as we go forward and not just fall back into, into our old ways. Um, I, I would also say on the retention side of things, I mean, I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record, but this all goes back to keeping the team engaged. Um, you know, and that, that can be challenging when everybody, as you said, everybody's in different locations. How do you feel like you're a connected team? And, you know, we've all heard about the virtual happy hours. Probably all of you out there have had one for your organization. But if you start to think creatively about other ways to do activities that are fun and engaging, and so, you know, some of the things that we've done or seen our clients do are, are virtual escape rooms, uh, you know, getting teams together, much like you would in person, um, hiring a mixologist to get on and, you know, drop ship the ingredients. Same could go if you bring a chef in to cook a meal and have a meal together, but that, you know, beyond getting the work done, that connection point of a team is critical to the talent area. Um, and then lastly, I'd say, you know, hiring a different talent profile is also what we've seen. I, I really do think that this pandemic in many ways fast-tracked firms moving towards more advisory and consulting services. And that means they're needing to bring in different types of talent, hiring different people from different backgrounds, uh, different educational backgrounds. And so it's really a different talent profile that, that firms are starting to bring in to their organization as well. Can you speak a little bit more about what that talent profile looks like um, for, for firms and how it may vary across types of firms? Yeah, I, I mean, it really, <laughs> that last comment there is, it was gonna be my answer, it varies, because I think what firms, when, it's easy to say advisory and consulting, but that's pretty broad. What firms are doing is starting to look at what their current client base and where their opportunities are, where they have some expertise, um, where they have a passion in helping their clients. Um, and that may be hiring and building a practice, say around, um, around technology services or marketing strategy for your clients. Um, we're seeing either build or even buy practices to, to tuck in. Um, and so depending on what kind of new service lines they're developing, that talent, talent profile is gonna, gonna look different. But I will say, you know, it started in the big four, four and it started to come down even in, the, in some of the more core accounting services, firms are looking for varied perspectives and experience. So it's not always just the, either the four-year accounting degree or the plus one, so they're ready for, to take the, the CPA exam. It's not that traditional accounting all the time. That's still the majority, but we're seeing people come out of the computer science areas, the you know engineering, really a lot of the STEM programs um, and, you know, we're starting to also see firms start to hire for the more of the skill set and personality to be able to consult and advise, which comes down to communication skills, um, creative thinking, more so than the technical 
uh, accounting skills that historically have been the determinant there. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's all very interesting. Um, especially as you want to be client facing and establish those connections, you need to really look for that emotional intelligence um, and some of those other kind of soft skills that maybe weren't as important before. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip of that, the technical skills to be able to know how to work with data and incorporate that into the audit to be savvy. So you kind of need need a unicorn, an audit unicorn. <laughs> yeah. um, just to reflect back on making the team connection that you were talking about and engaging with the team. Um, you know, I've worked remotely with my team for for 15 plus years, and it is interesting in that it's really important to look for ways to to work with each other on a personal level, not just work. When you're in these back-to-back -back meetings, it's hard to find time. And just to share some insights into what I've done is we'll have our kind of virtual water cooler talk and take turns sharing stories, you know, about our kids or, or whatever, and it really helps um, you to be able to work better together. Um, or another example is even a virtual book club. Mm -hmm. uh, so those were some examples that that I've done over the years. Yeah, and building on that, you know, I didn't mention this, but within our organization, we actually started doing break room buddies. So it is that all get to know each other better on a personal level beyond work. And so we rotate through month to month and assign two people and you have you know, regular 30 minute hour connection points to just talk about that stuff that you would talk about if you were in person. And it's been, it's been very helpful. Yeah, it's interesting. Just small things can make such a big difference. Especially when people are probably feeling so alone during this type of uh, this year. All right, let's uh, let's shift and talk about technology. Now that we know um, the different key trends and issues facing firms and how talent needs to to be rebooted, um, let's talk a little bit about that intersection of technology and process and how they really need to be looked at together. Um, what do you see as technology trends happening that that firms need to look for, and, and what's a good place to get started? Well, I'll uh, I'll start with the the technology question, kind of bringing it back to your second question about how pandemic changed things, and specifically within the audit area, because I think technology made a had a bit major impact there. You know, obviously it it impacted the field work that could be done, um, so it it sort of fast tracked and forced many firms to go to remote auditing. Um, and what we're hearing is a lot of them are recognizing that much of what they historically did out in the field and on client site can be done successfully uh, remotely. And even those things that have been challenging historically, um, like like inventory, they're figuring out creative ways to do it when they when it's just not feasible to have somebody go on site. It's not feasible and it's not safe. Um, you know, so an example would be one firm, we just had our technology circle meetings and one firm uh, was was talking about how they used a GoPro to be able to see a, a person on site doing the counts so they could actually see the physical inventory. So thinking about how technology can can intersect with the processes and things like doing inventory counts. 
um, is is important. Um, but if we step back from 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 that example, it, when I talk about the intersection of of technology and process, it's really if you only map out your process and look for the inefficiencies and the loops and don't bring technology into the discussion, then you're leaving a lot of efficiency gains and effectiveness gains on the table. Automation's not there. So you're basically building a process for that that is not up with the times. Now, if you take the flip side of that and you don't do an in-depth review of, of how the work gets done in the process and you just throw technology at it and automate it, then you end up with a bad process getting done faster and more of bad things happening quicker. So they really have to be have to be married as you go through and and really analyze the way the work gets done and how technology can be applied to automate things, streamline it. And, and make your team work better together and deliver more value to the client. So a lot of those things that we're seeing in terms of, of trends are firms thinking about, you know, putting the easy button for the client ahead of the efficiency gains internally. How can we make the client experience a positive one? Um, and, and a lot of that's looking at consumer experiences with technology and looking for ways we can apply that within our work and accounting and with our clients. Yeah, actually, that's that's a great um, uh, reference to another session that I'll be doing later. Um, delight, what makes a delightful experience for for the client and for the auditor and and how have we been able to achieve that? I mean, one. One example for this year that we've looked and taken a look at the process and how technology can help is even around client readiness and being able to have a cloud based request list that works directly within your audit to kind of improve that overall experience yet and process of gathering data and driving driving the entire audit. And that's been a game changer for firms who who have taken advantage of that. Okay, well, those were some great insights, uh, Jim, and I hope they were very insightful for our, for our listeners. Uh, we will stay on the call for a few more minutes if you have any questions at all. You know, Kathy, a couple, a couple other things I'll add. Um, you know, I don't think I mentioned RPA, but that is a hot topic right now, and some firms are way out ahead. And I talked about um, automating, but but RPA is a way to get there that firms are recognizing. It's not, it's it's there's a lot of tools that are no code, and so thinking about the that low hanging fruit that I mentioned before and getting some of those tedious things out of the way would be a huge trend we see right now. And the first step is identifying what what should we apply that to. And then the other, I think, you know, when we when we entered this pandemic, I think there was a lot of worry about how we were going to connect with clients and with our prospects. Um, and what we've seen is we were all in the same boat. And so the adoption of using video to connect remotely was it, it was off the charts. And the people that were resistors had to get on board. 
And so I think then that spread throughout organizations to make it a little bit easier to, to manage and lead change, especially as it relates to technology. And, and tying that to business development, it, you know, the connections, we were worried we'd have less of them. What I'm actually hearing is we can have more because we mm -hmm. cut out the commute to the restaurant or to the hotel lobby to meet our prospects or clients. Um, and so having more of those, those connection points is actually what has, has resulted for a lot of people. Yeah, I would say that's, that's accurate. Uh, from my observations as well. Great. Those are definitely some good insights and, uh, you know, with respect to emerging technology and, um, like whether it's RPA or artificial intelligence or blockchain, certainly things that are, we're looking at within Walter's, uh, Kluwer to, to make sure that we're, uh, incorporating into our strategy. This Audit Talks podcast series is a 2021 production of CCH Incorporated. The content is for general information purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional accounting and audit advice.